Hey, what's going on, y'all? Live. Got another podcast that I'm finna do right now. The first thing I gotta do is get a couple of people on. Uh, today's gonna be interesting. Uh, let me send a link to these folks. I'm gonna have some interesting people on here. One is, um, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, he is going to do a tarot card reading on um, a good friend of mine, somebody that I've known for quite some time, uh, Tess and Stuff Soul, what's going on, if you can hear me, you know, say something, say a little something, leave something in the comment section, usually um, I allow people to call in, today there's only going to be two people that are going to call in and hopefully they're able to get in with no issue uh, one's going to be T and the other one's going to be my boy W and they're going to just they're going to do a tarot card reading on you know live and see <clears throat> what comes from that what transpires from that if anything but while they get warmed up and try to get into the chat if they can I'm just going to talk about some things that's been happening over the last couple of um, days got a promotion that was pretty cool uh, you know something new and something different that really really it's almost like I spoke it into existence I said that I wanted a new job that I said I didn't want a job anymore but I wanted something that hey was cracking I just wanted something that really fulfilled me in a different way and what I needed I realized is I was like I'm really a free spirit so I have to have the ability, what's going on guys, I have to have the ability to roam around and do my own thing um, and just really be free. But man, I've been doing a lot of work on myself lately. I had this epiphany earlier today, I'm going to turn it up just in case y'all can't hear me. Um, you really, I don't know. Yeah, that'll probably be something for a different day. But <clears throat> I just really realized that you have to watch out for your own best self-interest. There's really other no way that I can say it because people, people can be in your corner and people can be for you. But I can be honest, you know, that kind of stuff can change at the drop of a dime, um, especially when dealing with work stuff. I would advise anybody a couple of things. One, these are just the things that I know definitively to be the truth. And every time I've strayed away from these things, and even when I do, it always ends roughly the same. One, don't do business with friends. If you do decide to do business with friends, you need to make the boundaries very, very clear. And you have to also run the risk of possibly losing that friend. Same with lending money, same with, I don't lend people money anymore, I just give it to them, just flat out, I'm like, here you go, don't expect it back, I don't give rides to people, and I don't allow people to stay with me anymore. Setting up both my phones, because the headset on my iPhone volume is so volume low, okay, take your time, man, it's no rush. Um, Like I was saying, I gotta make sure that I have it open to calls, I don't, okay, I think it can. I think it can, I think it can, tipping so, <clears throat> but yeah, man, I just really, yeah, I allow call-ins, 
uh, I just really started to realize that people will tell you about themselves. You really just need to listen. I mean, I can honestly say every time that I've been deceived in my life, I kind of saw it coming. And what I mean by that, what I mean by kind of saw it coming is that and this is going to sound very simple. But what other people do to other people, they're going to do to you at some point. If you run into somebody who's a thief <clears throat> and they brag to you about all the thievery they do or even just bad stuff, malicious things that they do to other people, I can guarantee you 100 percent given enough time, you'll be on that chopping block. That's just how it works. So many people, especially those you, that seem to always have a sob story, look past that sob story and really look at that person and see and see how much of it is their own doing. When you start really looking at it, you'll be surprised how much of the storms that these people have in their lives are brought on by themselves. Um, myself included, you know. I was talking to, okay, I was, hold on, all right, hold on, hey, what's going on, somebody sent me an invite, you're on speaker now, hello, hey, hey, what's crazy, how does it, okay, how's it sounding, because I wasn't able to, it sounds great, it sounds fine, okay, perfect, because I can hear you, I can hear you perfectly, okay, so you can definitely join me on this, uh, you probably heard so my other homegirl she's a well not that you're my homegirl but my homegirl is you know she's getting her stuff together for her kids party and she'll be on pretty soon uh, I, okay. don't know, I don't know what the last thing you heard but I was just talking about some universal truths that I've uh, encountered over my life one is don't no, leave, don't lose people money don't yeah. let them stay with you uh, friends and business it really doesn't mix right and don't then rise to people like I know it is not a big list and believe people when they tell you stuff like just believe them and when they do things to other people there's a high chance they're going to do it to you yeah having a high level of discernment oh yeah with trusting yourself yeah trusting yourself man that that good instinct and you know me and you were talking earlier about um what were we talking about not holding my tongue but really just uh, uh Actually, speak, speaking your truth no matter really yes, what it yes, is. Yes, man, that's right. been a powerful <laughs> thing. No, go ahead. It's like you had something to say about it. Uh, hold on. My son coming in? Yeah. <laughs> While you do that, I'll, I'll keep talking. But yeah. Hold on. Hold on, Tyler. Well, I really want to leave the, the line open. I only want to take this gentleman right here and the other caller so we can do the reading. You know, generally, I'd let you come on now. But... Uh, today I'm just gonna keep it locked in for these two, bro. But I got you once the reading's over. Um, but yeah, man, you gotta speak your truth and your reality. It's really, really important because if you allow it, people will shame you for speaking your. They want to make their truth your reality. They want to push that upon you, and they will push back when you start to say no. This is. I know what I'm saying. I know what's in front of me. And you're literally trying to talk me out of it. You're trying to make me believe that I see something 
that I don't see something that is obviously right in front of me like <clears throat> you think you know what gaslighting is but you can only truly know the definition of gaslighting when you trust yourself and your instincts because once you trust yourself and your instincts you really can't be deceived it's actually it's much harder to be see, be deceived than you think even if you're dealing with a master manipulator because the thing about people even when they lie they give off cues like little micro it's just you and you know it we all know it when somebody's telling us a lie they don't what's that sorry talking to my son no no it's all good i was just saying that we all that once you're in tune with yourself you can really sniff out a lie a human really can't lie to another you can kind of you can tell the for at least somebody with high discernment uh, maybe i don't i don't know if everybody else has that ability but it's more about admitting to yourself what you saw is the hard part if you're somebody that has a high level of that gut intuition you see it you know that what you're looking at is uh deceitful and a lie but it's tough to come to terms with that it's tough to admit to yourself that this person that I'm pretty cool with that I think is all right is um deceiving me in some way shape form or fashion that's not um that's not a pleasant thought to have and it makes most of us feel pretty uncomfortable because then once you admit to yourself that this person in front of you is telling you a story or is lying to you well then the next question is well what do you do with that information and most I would say of that's us, the hardest decision. I didn't know you I was just talking I didn't know you were there oh, no, it's okay. I was listening to you and I was like oh, yeah that's the hardest decision that's, I was that's hard about. man that's hard because it depends on how close they were to mm -hmm. you before you started figuring out all yeah. of that and you got to kind of figure it out and then choose for yourself. Or are you going to stay in something that's kind of toxic? Yeah. Technically, just turning some into something toxic, no matter how you yeah. dish it. That, <laughs> that, that's hard when you like when you you're really like, I think I don't know why this example comes up to my brain, but like baby and little Wayne, little Wayne absolutely loves baby. You can tell like he I mean, they made a song, a whole album like father, like son. But you can also yep. tell that baby does not have good intentions for little Wayne and that he's using him and has for a number of years. I don't know that, but you can see it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like you can just kind of like how the love is shown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the fact that Wayne is so angry with baby, but still wants to leave and he's conflicted. But I think, and I may, you know what, maybe I recognize it because I've been in that situation of somebody that you really think has the best intentions for you. But your gut is screaming at you. They are taking advantage of you. And you're yeah. left with these dual emotions. And it, that, that, is, that in itself is very difficult to navigate. I can talk like specifically about that because, I mean, I went through a marriage that was actually full of that. And I mm -hmm. kept defeating myself mm -hmm. by telling myself that, nah, like things are going to get better. Like I can teach her or I can show her like this is, this is how I express love or this mm -hmm. is how... 
this is making me feel without her getting angry. Right. And like when you start figuring out certain things about that person, you can either choose to get stuck in it and stay with it. And then, I mean, based off your circumstances, if it's like has kids or like you have some special people that you're connected to in it, you have to figure out how you're going to navigate that from there. And that can be harder than some, it can be harder depending on what that situation is. Yeah. It's way hard. It's, you know, last year or maybe the year before I told myself that I was going to be the master of my own energy, that Mm -hmm. I was not going to allow people in to my space that I didn't like. If I didn't Mm -hmm. like the way you felt, you you made me feel I was going to get rid of you. Well, that once again, that's easier said than done because once there's two things that have to happen for you to do that. One, you have to be very honest with yourself. You can't lie to yourself and say that you're not feeling something when you really are, regardless of who the person is. The next thing, once you admitted that, and that takes a lot longer than you think it would, the Mm -hmm. next thing is the action part. Once you've admitted to yourself, okay, me and this person have know each other, we're coworkers, whatever, but they still make me feel uncomfortable. I feel drained after every interaction. I wonder if those passive aggressive marks were for real or did those subtle things that that sounds like a joke, but it doesn't really sound like a joke. It sounds like a shot. It sounds like a dig. People really have to tap into that because like we go like a lot of people go around like just without without paying attention to those things like you have those gut feelings. Don't Mm -hmm. don't listen to don't continue listening when you have that gut feeling. As soon as that certain word was said and something seemed off, trust it. It didn't make you feel a certain way. If it made you feel a certain way, be like, "Hey, ho- hold up." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no matter who it is in the room, it could be your boss. Yeah. But if, the thing is, you get respect once you actually stand up and you say it. You get yeah. respect, you know. You might get. You also get hated too. Oh yeah. But Ooh, the person that needs to know or feel what you just said, they're gonna feel it and they're gonna be like, "Dang, I'm effed up for saying that." Mm-hmm. Or whatever. <laughs> and, and you know, believe people the first time. Absolutely, major, major T. I, I definitely. That's people will tell you and I've been saying this for a number of years and the older I get the more and more true I don't know if people get possessed by a demon or an angel if it's God or if it's that who's looking out for you when this thing happens but people will outright tell you even in a joking way their true intentions people mm-hmm. will joke with you and be like haha I'm a thief I'm a whore I'm a thug I'm a... whatever I've seen it happen a number of times they will flat out tell you what they plan to do. And even like people cannot compartmentalize their maliciousness. If you notice that they're being mean and ugly to somebody else that was once close to them, I keep, mm-hmm. I'm guarantee you people, you will be next. It happens. It's happened to me time and time again where I saw somebody being ugly over and over to other people. And I thought it wouldn't be me. I was the yeah. fool. Oh, I was I was agreeing with you. <laughs> okay, I was giving you some space because I know I can ramble and talk if uh if you if anybody allows me. But you gotta trust your gut instinct and how people make you feel. And the thing about it is, even after you confront the person and say, "Hey, why did you say that?" or "Why did you do that?" If they gaslight you and tell you what you're seeing is not factual because you're gonna get one or two responses and this is just how humans work and this is what i if i say something to you that offends you and you say hey man 
if I truly did not mean to say that thing, I would be apologetic. I would probably be overly like, man, what are you talking? I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. That's not how it was coming out. But on the flip side, if I get defensive, if I get angry with you for coming, Mm -hmm. just bringing that up. Once again, this is probably back to that hundred percent. If somebody does that to you, they are trying to bullshit you. They are trying to change. They're trying to gobbledygook your brain up to not, they're trying to throw you off the scent. Yeah. And that's always what it is. Like it, it always comes off that way. Like uh, somebody who isn't able to calmly talk about something. I posted about this actually on Facebook mm-hmm. um, because, like, I I found that I really have an issue with people that can't cannot communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, basic communication to where like you can have a difference of opinion. Like when uh, depending on whatever the subject is, you can have a difference of opinion and you can discuss that. Mm-hmm. And one person. And if somebody gets angry based off that or they try to push and force you to believe or, mm-hmm. or understand their opinion, like you can understand their opinion, but still have your own to where it's like if I come at you now that now that you've given me your opinion and it's on the opposite end of mine. Mm-hmm. If I come to you with my opinion, if you start forcing things at me or cutting me off or getting angry, showing an attitude or something like that, I know mm-hmm. you're now gaslighting me. You're now trying to manipulate me to feel or see things your way, and I shouldn't be forced. Right. You should allow me to feel that way or be that way. Even if, like, my emotion seems, like, slightly into it, I'm not trying to – if I tell you I'm not trying to force you to believe this, I'm just like, hey, this is my thoughts. Mm-hmm. These are my thoughts. Let that be. And just yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I understand. Like, me and my fiance, we just had um, – like a discussion about it, about something. I, I forget what it was exactly, but like we started getting to that point mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, we both have different opinions on whatever the subject is. It's like, but don't get upset at me because I'm not getting upset at you just mm-hmm. because our opinions are different off of the subject. Right. Just go with it and just be like, okay, because I'm not mad at you for having difference of opinion on it. Right. Have your opinion. <laughs> well, because the thing about it is, man, no force is required when you're speaking the truth. It's yeah. not a requirement. You, If you tell some, and this is something I had to learn when I was learning the difference between being assertive and being aggressive. Like, say you mm-hmm. said something to me that I didn't like. I thought, and I think a lot of black males are taught this, I thought that my response had to be, hey, man, what the fuck, man, why you say some shit like, when in reality, the same level of force can be said, excuse me. What you said just deeply offended me, and I appreciate if you never repeat that again. Exactly. That is, both of the and the thing about it is, both of us can walk away with our dignity when I speak to people in that fashion, but the line is very clear that you need to stop this action. It took yes. me a long time to learn that because because people had gaslit me so much into thinking that my opinion was incorrect. But the thing about it is when you speak in that fashion, you are also saying whatever you you can tell me what you want. I know what I saw. I know Mm -hmm. how I felt. And this is my truth. And your buy in is not required for my truth. I don't need. And that's the problem I used to have. I I thought I had to convince people to see my way. I don't have to do that at all. And you don't have to do it to me. No, because once you like, it really comes down to a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a choice. As soon as you start getting to that point of where, like, either you're noticing somebody get 
upset or you're starting to get upset like because mm-hmm. like let's just all take this in personally because we can't change anybody else but like so when you start noticing like you start feeling a certain way mm-hmm. like while you're trying to uh, discuss that it's a choice okay you can either blow up mm-hmm. or you can come to that person very calmly mm-hmm. tell them everything and it'll sound like you're telling them off because you're telling them like what bothered you about that right and it's your opinion on it right they get angry back at you if you tell them that very calmly and you're just like hey nah like how you said it's that choice is like you can either still deal with me at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> or we can dismiss this whole conversation yeah like because i'm cool either way mm-hmm. but i'm gonna <laughs> let you know that i'm not willing to continue to interact with you in this fashion exactly like with the current... you can say that in, you can say that in like the smartest way oh yeah like and then, like you can even add a little of your own humor or like little punches and jabs there or whatever but mm-hmm. like really what you're doing is you're just like no that's not it <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> go work. the other way yeah and you know that was a mistake that i made earlier in life i realized in dating because i hadn't quite found that voice mm-hmm. you know i didn't ever really set a standard of what i expected from a woman i knew what was right. expected of me but because I had no voice, I wondering woman's on. Um, mm-hmm. I never expressed my desires. And I, it wasn't just in dating. That's one little aspect of it. It was throughout my lifespan that mm-hmm. I never thought about what did I want? You know, you and that's a dangerous territory you get into when you get into people pleasing too much. You don't yeah, think about yourself. That's where, I mean, that's where the society is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, even um, like if you go on IG and you start Instagramming, you, you start seeing people or even Facebook and you start seeing people taking their Instagram account and turning it into a platform mm-hmm. of them speaking, quote unquote, truth. And really all it is, is, is one, it's their opinion based off of their experience. So it's all ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all ego driven. But they... They're there to try to get those likes, to mm-hmm. get that extra gratification of people being like, oh, me too, me mm-hmm. too. Like, where's your individuality at? Right. <laughs> you know, and I think that's something that we all struggle with, and it takes a while to get there. And that mm-hmm. was something that I was talking to my buddy Togu about not too long ago. We are naturally gravitated towards people who we perceive to know where they're going. And I noticed that the more I learned who I was and the more I figured out where I was going, two types of people started to be attracted to me. And Mm -hmm. it's either people that kind of also knew where they were going and we were both going in that same direction. So we started to gravitate. And then there was another group of people who don't quite know where they're going, but Mm -hmm. they they see they I remind them of something in them. So they gravitate towards me to go that way. And then I started to realize I'm like, well, wait a second. You realize that you have influence over people like they have influence over you. Like we've all had mentors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can really use it for good or for evil. And you like, yeah. it's hard, man, it's really hard to explain, but it's like a forked road. And you start getting pulled in both directions by both of those forces. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's going I think on? Go ahead. Like society kind of kind of gets you to oh. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Right. Okay, can yeah, I'm here. Everybody, everybody. This um, 
This her? Yeah, this is her. This hey, is, this is her. Okay. Hey, star in the house, man. Hey, all right. All right, all right. So <laughs> sorry, ma'am. I, I sorry I'm late, but I, we we had an issue with the grandchildren and a yeah. and a pudding thing, and it's all good. It's all good. You know, so no pudding. <laughs> hey, apparently, floor. So what we were just, just talking about, probably heard a little bit. Of it. We were just talking about uh, good and evil. You were, what was your thought, man? Finish it out. You talking about society? Uh, what was I, <laughs> I, know, I, I do the same thing. Well, what we were talking about is how you start to realize that you have influence over people when you know yourself. And like this divergence kind of happens, a split where you get pulled in two directions. One might, I, I mean, it's weird, but one for good and one for evil. And you kind of have to debate which way am I going to go with this level of knowledge that I have. Because you yeah. can help people, but you can also manipulate people if you chose to. Yeah, definitely. And um, okay. <laughs> but that's, no, not, that's that. not just knowledge you can do that with. You can do that with with a lot of things. I mean, because I've seen a, a lot of very manipulative people that wasn't that damn educated. Right, right. But I, and I don't mm-hmm. mean a formal education. I'm talking about. Well, no, I, I mean, right. You don't have to be. And that's that's a a, a debate that that I have with uh, my my man friend a lot mm-hmm. is that education formal education mm-hmm. uh although i do you know value it and, and it's important in in a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh you don't have to have education to be educated no I, vice versa I, you can have a whole bunch of degrees hanging and diplomas hanging on your wall and still be ignorant of a lot of things right you know the, you know? the thing about scholastic endeavors is that in all honesty, it only get, it only shows that you have the ability to regurgitate information as yeah. needed onto a test format. It does show that you have a level of discipline to complete and you know to finish and start tasks, but it does not measure uh, common sense. It doesn't ma- measure application of said information. It only proves those two things: diligence and the ability to regurgitate uh, and test taking abilities. That's right. it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go because it it will help you make more money, but don't don't get those two things equate um, at all. One thing that I that I've like picked up since being like um, more involved in spirituality, especially Efa uh, spirituality, mm-hmm. um, because really when it comes down to it, like spirituality is so so basic. Right. Like it's very it's very black and white. There's not much to it. You can't get it wrong. You can use it for wrong, right. but really, um, even teaching, you can use that for, for wrong things, teaching people the wrong stuff. Absolutely. But when it comes down to it, it's very black and white as far as, like, there is literally that good, that positive light, mm-hmm. and then there's darkness. Right. In every religion, there's always a positive light and darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, you, we always have the choice as humans to be able to figure out what we want to do. Right. So like, no, I'm listening. Okay. No, no, go ahead. I'm listening, man. I'm just okay. taking a deep side thought. Yeah, because like in like just in that being able to have that choice, oh, that's almost too much, too much for for us as humans to take. Because yeah. you have so many people that are just like, well, this one seems better because it's gonna give me right now everything is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and people just literally go that way, and they're like, okay. I can teach these things. I can say these things, and people are going to listen to me, whether or not 
whether or not they believe everything I'm saying, they're going to take it because they have to hear it. It's out there. Right. And that without, and those people that actually absorb all that, they're not actually looking into what that person is saying. Mm-hmm. Like, and really figuring out the, the black and white. We have all the resources now to be able to find out and answer all of our questions. Yeah. It's just you have to dig in and then you have to discern for yourself. It's like, okay, this is saying that if I put, let's say, um, <laughs> if I drink only a little bit of water, I'll still be good. Mm-hmm. But no, if you drink all the water that you really need, a gallon or more, like you're going to flow so much better through life. Like, right. and then just to your day. But people are like, nah, I need juice. But, but you know, even even with that water analogy, the biggest thing about that and what I've started to see is that we have these internal dams within our soul and spirit that we don't want to open up because we're afraid of what it's going to let out. Like today, I was sitting here, I was doing a painting, and I realized, and like I told my wife, I was like, you know, I never realized that my dad was the only person that had any sort of control over me like I don't listen to anybody like I'm very very stubborn very very strong in that fashion and but it's not it's not a good thing it's definitely not always a good thing and my wife was telling me that that you know uh your dad was the only one that seen you didn't listen to everything he said but he was the only one who you would even attempt to listen to and I broke down into tears because that you know it's hard and the reason I broke down into tears is because when somebody's telling you something about yourself that you know is the truth, mm-hmm. the very first thing you want to do is fight back and defend yourself and say yeah. that's not true. But what I've been trying to learn how to do when somebody I trust is telling me something about myself, mm-hmm. I hold my tongue and let them finish their complete thought. I don't rebuttal yeah. it anymore. I take it for what it is and really sit with it and de- and that does not an easy task. It, it mm. really isn't because your natural inclination, your brain sees it as a because it's kind of forcing your brain to change and your brain yeah. likes everything. Your body likes everything homeostasis in the same. And your brain is going to be like, well, that's not true. You know, I listen to other people sometimes if they say the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it really does get like that. <laughs> like, and that's one thing I had to learn and. and I will say honestly, one thing that my ex-wife did teach me is to sit, sit, like literally just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of the things she would say were would be very hurtful and not, because <laughs> I, I knew within myself she was gaslighting me a lot. Right. And I, I'm not trying to paint my ex-wife to be a bad woman at all. Please, right. please uh, get that there. Like it was just like I just knew certain things in that were being said to me or where I was being guided to that weren't correct. And like you really have, you really have that uh, discernment on you do. what is somebody is somebody saying something that's for me or not. Mm-hmm. Like you can really tell. Like I was saying earlier, I think you were talking to your son that if you start to get in tune with yourself and really start to trust yourself and what you're feeling, you don't have to know everything, people, mm-hmm. but you do have that gut feeling. No one can actually lie to you. Nope. People are really not good. They're really not good liars. I started to realize the only thing that separated the lie was my acceptance. I always knew. I didn't know what they were lying about. I didn't know all the details of the the lie. But I knew in my gut, you know, that this was a lie. There was a lie somewhere in this. Not so cleverly. And I think where we mess up as humans 
is because we don't trust our gut instinct, we turn to the yeah. mind, and the mind needs complete and other details and assurance that this yeah. is the right course of action. All you do that's is waste your time. That's why sometimes you do have to actually just sit down and listen, listen mm-hmm. to everything, and you're gonna while they're while you're listening, like in silence, because like you're gonna be angry on the inside. Mm-hmm. But if you calm your mind a little bit to be able to just listen to that person mm-hmm. tell you all the stuff, whether it's BS or not. You're going to be able to pick out all of the parts. Let them say the whole entire thing until yeah. they're finished. Yeah. But you'll be able to pick out all those little parts and just jot those down in your mind. Yeah. Jot them yeah. down in your mind and just be like, okay, that isn't true, but I'm going to let you keep talking. You're not going to say anything. Just mm-hmm. listen. And that's one thing that my ex taught me was to sit down and listen. And it mm-hmm. helped me so much for a lot more with my fiance. Mm-hmm. Now it's because like she talks a lot, mm-hmm. but she's very good at, she has a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I actually, coming from that other relationship i'm like okay let me listen let me sit down and listen because she's not mad at me she's not telling me blase blase she's actually speaking all truth and all mm-hmm. wisdom i just have to sit down and listen and then be like oh okay and while i'm listening to her you start picking, you start listening and picking out the little kind of cliff notes yeah. in that conversation and how it resonates with you and then you're able to co- uh, converse you're able to communicate back with that person like okay i'll pick this up from you or if you doing something you didn't disagree, you didn't agree on, you're able to communicate. It's like, okay, I picked this up from you, but this is how I feel about it. Right. Right. You know, I was listening to this one, um, I think it was a YouTube video or a podcast, and they he said something really interesting <clears throat> about how some of us grow up in environments that don't foster the truth. Mm-hmm. That kind of hit me. I was like, well, what does that mean? And then I started thinking about it. And, you know, in a lot of black households, or even, I will say black households because what I grew up in, I don't know if telling the truth is always encouraged because sometimes it'll no, get it you isn't. beat. <laughs> or like, it isn't because, oh, like, well, I, I have to interject as the white person in the room. Okay. Trust and believe. I got my white ass beat, too. Okay. Hey. I, I, I ain't speaking for all white people, but. Mm-hmm. raising my hand right here well then I would say in a lot of households the truth is not what they tell you to tell it but no nah, if I one thing that I picked up was alright so you know, I'm gonna keep referencing my my old relationship because like it was something it really did change my life like it really did all the lessons that I needed to learn I believe this lifetime was in that and in coming into now but um one thing that I noticed, and it came from my dad, mm-hmm. my brother, mm-hmm. and other men inside of uh, my family, mm-hmm. like in that relationship, they're like, "Well, you don't have to tell her everything." Mm, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard you talk yeah. too much. You tell too yeah, it's like it's like you telling too much. You telling too much of your business. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if you're with somebody, yeah, and this is supposed yeah. to be your the person you're with, <laughs> yeah, why would you not? Be like, even if it was a mistake you made, right. and that's how deep it would get for me. It was like, okay, I know I made this mistake, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, why did you tell her? Because I want to be honest and truthful. Why? Why are you telling me not to say my whole truth? Okay, and now I'm getting caught in my lie or my mm-hmm. half truth, <clears throat> and now I feel like I'm, I'm over here breadcrumbing her truths yep. that are a little bit true. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I kissed that girl. <laughs> like, it was like, and that, and was that all that you did? Yeah, that's it. Well, and see, the thing about it is, it starts to spread <laughs> out to that. other things. It, yes. it doesn't spread out to major things. It'll be small things like, uh, 
did you move my wallet? You'd be like, yeah, I did move my wallet, but I don't want to hear her voice. And yeah, it, no, you're I right. didn't. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I you remember, growing up. I remember in, one time, this yeah. was stupid as hell for me to do, but like I had to borrow my um my ex-wife's car to get to work and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I left my keys. I think I had my key. Oh, no. I took my, I had to use her car and move it, but I left the keys in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> and I took my car and, um, I took my car to work after I moved, but I had the keys the whole entire time. She's like, I got to get the kids to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the kids to school. Yeah. She's like, where are my keys at? Oh, no. I lied. Like, I don't know why I lied, but I lied. <laughs> I was like, be bro, anywhere. <laughs> bro, like, I was really like, uh, they uh, they should be in the car. I think I may have left them in there. Like, and then I sat down and I was literally in my car on the way back home. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, they're in my back pocket." I didn't tell her that. <laughs> She's like, "I'm a lie." I was like, "Yo, that's that's kind of what family yeah. telling you not to tell the whole truth messes but like how it messes how it affects." You know where that starts when they when yeah. people attempt to make you feel like your emotions aren't reality and like for a little boy i think the earliest example of that is when you cry and they tell you not to cry well that's Mm -hmm. essentially telling you that emotion that you're having which is natural don't have Mm -hmm. it (laughs) it's wrong (laughs) and it's like what but i'm feeling pain yeah but we don't want you to be a bitch so stop it (laughs) (laughs) right and it's like let me tell you you from the yeah let me let me tell you from the from the woman's perspective why that's so detrimental mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because in my current and i can talk freely right now because i'm in my car i'm not in my house and if i walk inside he's in there so i'm gonna say this while he can't hear me um but, but um uh, my 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 man friend boyfriend whatever the you know i mean we're we're middle-aged he's 40 i'm 49 and um mm-hmm. So it, it just feels kind of juvenile to call him my boyfriend. But anyway, uh, he OK, so we, we've both been married before uh, and we both had uh, nasty divorces. Right. And um, he when we met, he was very clear that he was never getting married again. Um, he was not looking for any type of emotional attachment, et cetera, et cetera. And so we started dating and, you know, we very quickly realized that we had something between us that was was special. And he ended up moving in and we've we've been living together now for three years and he it it wasn't until i um started working from home last year when the when the pandemic hit and we had the the shutdown mm-hmm. and we we were both at home 24/7 and it's just the two of us and when you are with somebody 24/7 literally 24 mm-hmm. seven because you couldn't go to the grocery store you couldn't go like you had you couldn't go anywhere there was nothing to mm-hmm. do when you spend that much time with somebody you really get to know them mm-hmm. and it was very revealing to me because a lot of the things that i thought that i knew about him were turned out to be very very accurate about who he is really deep down inside but because his mother was a single mother when she had him at a, at a young age, and she raised him 
not to cry, not to express emotion, not to have any outward, you know, and I, and I don't know if it's because he was a boy because his dad or because his dad was intermittently around. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if, what dynamic, if it was because she was so young, but she really, really impressed that on him, you know, to be strong and manly and, and hold it all in. And I think that when he met his wife and got married, that he kind of let that guard down some. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, um, not to, to speak ill of her, uh, because I don't want to sound like, you know, the new girlfriend and the, you know, whatever. But um, objectively speaking, she, my things that I have direct knowledge of, um, she's done some really mean, nasty, and unnecessary things um, involving their kids since he and I have been together. I, I, I'm not going to, you know, comment on why they got divorced or anything like that. That was between them and I wasn't there and I don't know. You know, and everybody, there's two sides to every story. But what I have seen from her, she is really, truly not a nice person. And sounds familiar. <laughs> well, you know, Sorry, and I, I mean, like that. That well, no, a, I'm just was, saying, you know, but but you know what I'm saying? Like I could tell. And the thing about it is, is the things that he told me about why they got divorced. I absolutely believe him. Right. But yeah. in this forum, I don't think it's appropriate for me to denigrate her based on something that I didn't witness, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm solely making my comments based on things that I have witnessed firsthand in the last three years. And from just that, she's a mean, nasty, vindictive, hateful person. Um, she lies a lot and she manipulates. And sad about that, that she didn't start off like that way. You know, like, it's just sad. The, the more, the older I get, I actually start to get, I still avoid those people, but I have more right. sympathy and empathy for them. Because more sympathy and empathy, I yes. Do. I really do mm-hmm. because it's like... I what just, made you like that? Because mm-hmm, once yeah. you get to talk to those people, and that is all a defense. It's a defense mechanism <clears throat> for letting people in. She was really hurt by something or somebody because no baby comes out with a resting bitch face. Most of them don't. They usually right. happen, right. but things happen, man, and it's sad. It really is so destroyed like that. Yeah, it really is. But the thing about it that 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 so he's they've been they were divorced for five years I think when he and I met, um, and he was so wounded. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that he let his guard down some with her, um, that it has taken three years for him to even just a little bit show me the affectionate like to to reveal the depths of his love for me right and you know you know it's hard to break to break a man down to sensitivity once they feel like they've been hurt yeah yeah Yes, I mean, if you it's look at the textbook definition of it. And if you think how many times we put ourselves through it, having a heartbreak like that or a significant betrayal, it does uh-huh. cause a form of PTSD like you. Because yeah. if you think about it, it's called post traumatic stress. And the thing that they teach you about traumas is that they're individualized mm-hmm. to the person. 
So usually when we think of PTSD, you think of what? You think of an army vet who's got mm-hmm. shot. Well, Personally went through something. The, like the, the something that people went through is different for everybody. For me personally, it's heartbreak. Like having my heart broken many times subsequently with people that you think that you trust, not even just in romantic relationships, but in friendships or what I thought would be friendships, that mm-hmm. has an effect on you. People act like it doesn't all fuck them. You know, I'm out here getting it. No, it hurts when you reveal things to somebody that you might not have revealed to somebody else and assume that this person was in your corner only for them to turn out to be something else, whatever the mm-hmm. that hurts. And we try to act like it doesn't, but it really does bother you. Yeah, it does. And that trauma can like that trauma, like like you said, PTSD, people think about army, something that happened to that person individually. Mm-hmm. Trauma also comes from I could almost call it generational trauma. Because yes. like things, things are just really perpetuated, and that's what they call general generational curses. Mm-hmm. Like, and things are perpetuated. Like, you start noticing patterns within your family. Yes. Like, yeah. I noticed like my I I almost blocked out that my dad had a divorce and everything. I'm over here thinking, oh yeah, my mom and dad been together forever because they've been together since I was like two years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I have a half brother and like I never called him a half brother because he lived with me the whole entire time. Right. But to now figure out, okay, my dad went did go through a divorce and this is how messy that divorce mm-hmm. went got. And then noticing, okay, my brother, he went through divorce and I ne- never knew the details, but after actually sitting down and talking to him, because you start talking to like some of your family, you start getting these little bits of details when they're open and they're honest mm-hmm. with you. And like you start figuring out it's like, okay, this is a generational issue. Yeah. Because like even when it comes down to your somebody. person, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude. Because the thing about it is, when like for me, for example, whenever I get incredibly stressed with the like, say it's with the wife or say it's with work, I think about what my dad did. Like that's my go-to when times get tough. Now I'll do that, or I'll look at inspirational books and try to glean what I can. Well, mm-hmm. what if your programming's faulty? I tell people all the time. I looked at I looked up to my dad <laughs> so much. That had he been a womanizer or had he been an abuser, I can say with 100% certainty I would have been those things. Because. And you wouldn't have known where it came I, from. I wouldn't, have known, I wouldn't know any different because I, I ask people this all the time. Why is it that for every, for a job, any career that you have, you get training for it? Why do we assume that the biggest thing that we can get in our life, which is picking up a spouse, or remote remote romantic relationship you're going into it blind no you're coming into it with something it's just you don't might not want to admit what that is that you're coming into it with is yeah Yeah, to be honest from jump Mm -hmm. (laughs) well but the thing about it is is that most of us don't realize the subliminal subconscious cues Mm -hmm. that we're soaking up because we see it mm-hmm. from such a young age mm-hmm. and it's there and we, we don't think about it. We don't, we don't consciously uh, consider it. Mm-hmm. it. It's just part of who we are. It's, it's our, it's our journey. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, our truth from childhood. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was, gosh, in my late thirties mm-hmm. that I realized that some of 
the problems that I've had in my life were because my mother mm -hmm. was so reticent. She would my my father um, was a bully, just a hateful bully, and she never stood up to him about anything. Mm -hmm. And you know he the way that he treated her, and then her the way she responded to that mm -hmm. caused me on the surface mm -hmm. to be what a lot of people that know me would say is very strong, mm -hmm. very no nonsense, mm -hmm. very um, quick to put a man in his place. Mm -hmm. um, except that um, I was m married for 17 years, mm -hmm. and in that marriage, I put up with a lot of crap mm -hmm. um, that most people who know me would be completely shocked at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They would never expect that I would tolerate any of the things that went on. And so when I really got to thinking about it, you know, it was I, I couldn't reconcile my public image it, it, which is what I, I think of as the face that 95% of my family and friends see and thought mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. you know, or, or what you might say, uh, your Facebook life mm -hmm. versus the reality of it. And I had to realize that on the surface, um, it was a direct reaction to, as a kid, little kid thinking, I'm never going to take mm -hmm. this crap from a man, yeah. right? And so it was um, a reaction to how she was. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was, I tried to be the exact opposite. But in reality, behind closed doors, mm -hmm. I was exactly the same way that she was because I put up with shit that nobody should have put up with. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so, I'm so glad that you said that because it's really, um, it's really a big discovery that I'm making about myself. We were talking about it earlier is you don't have to speak loud when you're speaking your truth. And when you start to realize mm -hmm. that you don't man, you have you have choices, we think for some reason that we don't have choices, that you have mm -hmm. a generational curse. And that's just I used to watch this show. It was called Soft White Underbelly. I might have talked about this before, but I'll talk about it one more time. And it was really interesting to watch because they would always interview these strippers, prostitutes, pimps. And you would see somebody, we'll say 22 years old, prostitute. And they yeah. would ask her, like, why don't you get out this life? And she's like, oh, this is all I know. But you're looking at it. I'm yeah. looking at it from the aspect of somebody who graduated when he was 30 years old. I'm 38 now. I didn't think mm -hmm. it was possible. And then you start to see that. The only things that stop so many people is this it's an imagine it's a door on a cage that doesn't even exist. They just yep. have to walk <laughs> through it because you honestly, there is not a single thing on this planet for the most part. And we'll just talk about things in your control that you don't have a choice in. If I so chose to right now, I could call my boss, go pee on her desk, go slap <laughs> the secure. I could do that if I so chose to. I could drive up 
through a fence in the White House. You can there's nothing that you don't have the ability to do. You always have a choice. And I even look back at some of my old relationships and wondered why I thought I was trapped. I was never trapped. I didn't have to deal with any of that shit. I could have just fucking left. You know what's so interesting about that is that um so like I said I was married for 17 years mm-hmm. and in year 13 mm-hmm. my husband had a 8 9 month affair mm-hmm. and I found out about it uh November 3rd of <laughs> of 2012 I, why I I I just remember that day mm-hmm. and um I was devastated. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I became like this zombie. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just really horrible. But I did not file for divorce until April of 2016. Mm-hmm. So three years and some months after I found out about it, right? Mm-hmm. And when I found out about it, uh, or I'm sorry, when I filed for divorce, he was just beside himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there were two things um that that so he thought or accused me of having an affair mm-hmm. which i did I, I did not the entire time i was married I, I never cheated but what happened was my college boyfriend reached out to me on facebook and he lived still he at that time he did and he's still today lives in Florida um, and I was here in Houston and he you know was like hey you know is this because you know my name was different and he said hey is this you know and he used my maiden name and you know did you go to this university in this town in this year and he was like you know probably you probably don't remember me and I wrote back and I was like oh my god it, well, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, yes, I do remember you. How are you? You know, and so we just it was one of those things which I've done with many, many people and really didn't think much about it. Um, and then he is like, you know, you were the you were my first love and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, but here's the thing. There was never really any um, like like we were never going to get together. Right. Mm-hmm. He's in Florida. He's got his life. He's divorced he's got three kids that he has custody of he's doing his thing i'm here i've got my kids i'm doing my thing right it wasn't you know it was very flattering to hear from him but Mm -hmm. it was not going to be a thing right um but he he did say some some nice things he did you know we did some reminiscing and catching up and stuff and when and and i guess that my husband sensed that you know, there was this something going on um, and he went through my phone and he came in there in the middle of the night and he threw the phone, on, woke me up, threw the phone on the bed and he said, what is this? And I looked at it and I said, um, you know, it's a guy that I dated in college and, you know, he reached out to me and, and what about it? Innocently. And, oh, well, you know, it, you know, he had the guy had said some things, you know. Um, you know, that I, I was in love with you, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, there wasn't like a plan to meet up. There wasn't, you know, anything like that. You know, it was, 
like I said, some reminiscing and whatever. But, he, you know, the interesting part about it was he and I mean, like he just went nuts and he told some of our friends, he's like, you know, she's leaving me to, to go try to chase down her her boyfriend from 20 something years ago. And I mean, to the, like he had his mother call me at work and say, you know, don't throw away your marriage. You know, he, you know, he, he told me that you're, you're, you're having an affair with this man that I was like, you know, <laughs> and, and I told, and I love my, my ex mother-in-law to death. I still do. Um, but I said, that's not true. Um, I, I haven't seen this man in 20 years and he's 800 miles away. And, you know, but what I could never make him or um, anybody else for a long time understand, because, of course, he, he dragged our kids into it and stuff. What I kept trying to make people understand, the ones that I had to have this conversation with, was it was never about the ex-boyfriend. What happened, though, is the ex-boyfriend was a catalyst. And, oh, and yeah. what, what he did for me was... When he reached out to me and he started bringing up all these old memories, he reminded me of who I used to be. Mm. Okay. He made me remember that at some point (laughs) I was, you know, funny and social and desirable and I had goals and I had independence and I had, you know, and because what had happened when he, when I found out that my husband was having the affair, I just shut down like emotionally. So, you know, I, I ditched all my friends. I didn't do anything. I literally went in a shell. I, like I didn't come out of the house for five weeks. I took mm. FMLA from work. Oh, wow. I didn't tell them what my, like I, I had a coincidentally had um, a slip disc at the same time. So I was able to get a note from my doctor. Yeah, yeah, I got it. That's what it was. I could have been back to work in a week after the deal with the with the with my back, but I didn't, and I took advantage of it. I took FMLA, and I was off for five weeks. I didn't get out of bed for five weeks, and I had four kids at home. And fortunately, they were big enough that they were able to feed themselves. Without, you know, starving or whatever, Mm -hmm. I literally couldn't get out of bed. And when I did get out of bed, it was simply putting one foot in front of the other. I was a zombie going through the motions. And that went on for three years. So when this guy from my past showed up in my inbox, he, he made me think. He made me say, why are you living you are a shell of who you really are. You're not living life. Life is too short. Why are you doing this? You are miserable. You don't have to live this way. And so even though my divorce wasn't about him, he caused it because he gave me back my own my perspective about myself. You know what that is? That that is literally like the divine working for you. Like, exactly. I don't know if you like I don't like it and it happens that way. Like it literally happens in miraculous ways that you're not gonna understand. Like he came into your inbox inbox just randomly. Right. And right. it's funny that like you said all that and now it's making because you never told me any of this before I did the reading. And I don't know right. if you remember right. in your reading I said that it was something about self love or something being defeated um with mm-hmm. the ten of swords. Um, 
and the Knight of Swords being right on top of it. I mean, not Knight, mm-hmm. that was the King of Swords actually on top of it. And he was on that mountain and he looked like he was kind of stabbing the griffin uh, with the Ten of Swords. Like, you literally saying that is completely like confirming, at least for me, well, that that's kind of what that that reading was about. Was about you. Well, then you uh, know what that means. We should get what right? we came here for. Hey, hey, I've actually been pulling cards this one entire time. Okay, so, so, so I guess I didn't. I guess I really didn't say what was going on. So, I have two people here. The gentleman that's speaking, it has done a reading on the young lady who's speaking, and he did mine earlier. It was really, really cool. We did it the other uh, maybe about two weeks ago, before I got caught up with some work. It was really eye-opening and so i said you know we should make this a fairly regular thing i'll meet let you introduce you to somebody y'all can do it organically so i'm gonna step away i'm gonna let them continue (laughs) doing my painting but i'm gonna let them discuss the reading wherever they feel like starting so you guys go ahead well actually this one time i've been kind of clarifying everything that you've been saying (laughs) so i just sent um, a picture of Mm -hmm. um one of the cards a messenger and it was surrender to the divine mm-hmm. and that's a full moon you were just at the moment that i flipped that card you were um talking about um how that guy came that your ex or yeah your ex from school like contacted mm-hmm. you right. sometimes right. the way the universe works is like they'll put those little they'll put roadblocks or things that seem like they're either going to be very annoying <laughs> Sometimes it's very annoying, but or some things that are going to be very painful, or one way or another, it's going to tell you a truth about yourself. And and the universe is very miraculous with how it works that way. And when you were saying that, I literally uh, pulled that card that says "Surrender to the Divine." And then the next card, oh, wow, picked, the next card I picked said "Expect Powerful Change." So you went through your divorce after that. Mm-hmm. I and did. Then, um, I guess your commitment to yourself with the next card I pulled was your commitment is being tested. And these are, these are Oracle cards. So they just give me a straight message that I can literally tell you and then dive a little deeper in. But, um, your so commitment the next is being tested. tested now, you mean? Your commitment is being tested now, but probably not in the way that you think. You, hmm. right now you're thinking that the commitment is being, you're thinking that, uh, the commitment that we're talking about is commitment to your boyfriend, right? Is that the way? No, not necessarily. Okay, how, the way you? that I took it when you said it was that, and, and, and here's what, the, what I kind of think is that when I heard from the old boyfriend and it inspired me to get the divorce and make that change that, um, and in fact, um, Dunstan and I were texting yesterday or this morning sometime, and mm-hmm. um, we were talking about something that had happened, gosh, 15 years ago maybe, and mm-hmm. um, or I would say between 10 and 15 years ago, and I said I knew that night mm-hmm. that we were already that we were going to get a divorce, and he was like, "What that you know like that long ago? You knew that long ago." And mm-hmm. yeah, You're I knew at today's conversation that we were yes. having. Yeah. Yeah. I knew way back then that <clears throat> we would never make it long term. Mm. That mm. at some point something was gonna happen and that we would split up. Um But let me ask but, you this. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you gotta know though that thoughts that have, have power. So do you yeah. think that 
subconsciously by you thinking that you've made it could have in turn caused it to happen? No. You don't? No. You never because, know. Because, no, and I'm going to tell you why. Right. Um, so even with all the crap that my parents went through, um, they got when they got married, my dad was 21, my mom was 18. Um, they have now been married. They're going on 53 years. Mm-hmm. And even through all the shit that they endured, um, they've, they've stuck, stuck it out. Mm-hmm. And they are really, really happy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and have been for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I, that's not the only thing, but, Lots of things about my upbringing. Um, and again, this is one of those things that was, was subconscious that, that I didn't really realize until maybe three years ago, four years ago ish mm-hmm. that I am, when it comes to relationships, I'm very, very traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in monogamy and marriage mm-hmm. and you get married mm-hmm. and you stay married. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't cheat. You don't any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that, that would be my ideal relationship. You, you know, you meet, you fall madly in love, you get married and you stay married for 50 or 60 years until you die. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And so, um, I, I, when I married my husband, you know, I, and, and honestly, so this is a little bit off topic, but I have to say the one regret that I had Mm -hmm. about getting a divorce, which trust me, we needed to be divorced for a lot of reasons. And I am, I'm very happy with my current um, mate, partner, whatever. Um, But I hate that I'm not going to be able to grow old with him. And enjoy our grandkids together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's just, you know, one of the things that I love about a long-term relationship is the memories. You know, you make memories. And sometimes, a lot of times when you're making the best memories, you don't even realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, you're like, hey, you remember that time that whatever it was happened. The fact that you've got that history with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I hate that um, I, I don't have the ability to have that history, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, so the only thing that I can, can hope is that Court and I stay together long enough that, you know, that we are able to, you know, right. sit around in our rocking chairs or our wheelchairs and be like, hey, you remember when, you know, but that history, that's something that for me is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I regret that because of the divorce, we don't get to have that. Uh, But I don't regret divorcing him. But you know what's so scary about everything you just said is that the reason that you like that thing or you look towards that thing is because you saw it. So mm-hmm. many kids now are never gonna don't get not, it. They're not. Yeah. They're not gonna see it because their grandparents are gonna die. So they're mm-hmm. gonna not even think that exists. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary right. thought. I mean, the important thing now is like, I mean, for 
even for those those kids and for you as well mm-hmm. like um in in your relationship like find a way to be grateful though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's all it comes down to like your commitment to being grateful at least in what you have and what's going on in your life in this current situation not what was in the past like don't let that fear of okay well we're not going to be able to have these things or anything like that or feel like you're going to be alone doing this that or the other mm-hmm. really it's just about having that gratitude that like because in the gratitude of all the good times that you're having with the person you're with now and maybe some of the good times that you had with your ex, you have those to be grateful for those are lessons and you keep going and i'm glad that right. you said that word that wording of lessons like once you realize a couple of things like one that failure doesn't exist it's just a different way of learning a lesson yeah have faith in your dreams yeah and that all your previous experiences were learning experiences for what you're supposed to be next and then when you do that it helps you forgive a lot of stuff too and let stuff Mm -hmm. go because that's a hard thing to do also is when somebody was did something to you with malicious intent uh, Mm -hmm. to really hurt you and they really did and generally the the shitty part about that is nobody can really hurt you unless you really love them and that's what really sucks i remember i saw this podcast with uh, mike tyson and ken shamrock two really tough guys and they were talking about how when they lost their belts everybody that they cared about just kind of ditched them and they said something and they were like you know what hurts the most is i still love them because oh, yeah. if you love somebody, if you and you actually meant it, the unfortunate part about that, even if they do you an injustice or disservice, you still love them, and that's mm-hmm. oh yeah. If you didn't love them, you wouldn't be angry about it either. You wouldn't give a fuck. You wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Right. Like, what I find that it's it's actually another form of kind of like grieving. Yeah, it's another oh, yeah. way of grieving and. The thing is, like, once you find love in that, like, whatever it was, like, whatever made you, like, because <laughs> going through the situation you went through, I'm pretty sure after that you had to get a lot of self-love. Yeah. <laughs> you had to start really loving yourself a little more before you could get into that next relationship and, and really figure yourself out some. Yeah, 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 you do. And, you know, what's what's interesting about that is that, um, you know, what I was saying about my boyfriend earlier with everything, the the telltale sign um he told me he loved me we've been living together about six four four to six months right mm-hmm. um and in three years i could probably count on one hand the times he's actually said it mm-hmm. um he he's not a lovey dovey type person he doesn't say that but the thing about it is is when he does say it mm-hmm. it catches me off guard he's utterly sincere and I know he means it because that he's not saying it just because it's something to say, you know. Um, but the first time, so the first time that he said it, I was like, hmm, okay. I, I honestly wasn't sure if I really believed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> no, seriously, because he had been so adamant about he wasn't going to have feelings for anybody. He was never getting married. He was, you know, all that stuff. Do you know what the what um what did the trick for me when I knew he loved me loved me was actually when we had gotten into a a fight like a a big nasty fight one day and he 
kind of stalked off and slammed the door and I was standing on the other side of the door yelling at him and and he said I, I don't remember what I don't even know what the fight was about it was something stupid but his response was and I said something about well you know you're you're something because your feelings are hurting and he jerked that door open and he said you can't hurt me I don't have feelings mm. and just the the it was I, I knew then the fact that that he I, he just he was adamant you know you can't hurt me you can't hurt me mm-hmm. I knew then a that I did hurt him and b that I hurt him because I loved him you know that that it hurt because yeah. he loved me right that was when I knew he really really loved me not because yeah. he had said it before like so just, you know that was yeah. weird. Me and my um my fiance, we've gone through moments like that where um we'll literally be going back and forth like full blown argument. And but the thing is, whatever the discussion is, the re she can tell and I can tell the reason why we're arguing so hard at each other and we may not be raising our voices, but we have a really bad disagreement. <laughs> and and it's like it's in those moments that like when you start listening to what that person's saying, like how you said you listen to how he responded to you and opened up the door mm-hmm. and said all that. Like when you really start listening to, and especially with guys, mm-hmm. like because sometimes we might just fire off at the mouth, but if we really do love and care, we're going to say things that might even hurt you a little bit just to put that truth out there. It's like, no, whatever you're feeling and and whatever, whatever we're feeling together at this point, like we have to love each other through it. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes, I mean, I'm, I know for certain that I had to say that to her. I was like, no, I, I'm not mad at you, and I don't want you to be mad at me. But it's like we have this this discussion, and we need to have it, and it might be uncomfortable for both of us. But if we can power through it, then you know that something something is real. Like that that meaning is real. I'm I'm not going to say anything that hurts you or makes you feel bad because I'm just trying to hurt you. I'm trying to say something so that like we can either figure out all right, we have this miscommunication here or we have this misunderstanding here mm-hmm. on whatever subject it is. And I want us, or we we obviously both want to get through it. It's just going to take right. us doing right. this. And sometimes it takes getting loud, but you have to really kind of calm your mind, even though even though your head is hot, <laughs> you got to calm your mm-hmm. mind to where it cool your actual brain a little bit so you can actually cool, like actually come back to your heart mm-hmm. and be like, all right, oh, this is love. Because love can sound all different types of ways, but you have to be able to discern within your heart when you can calm your mind in that argument or that that disagreement. Like you can calm your mind and your down to your heart and feel it and just be like, okay, and this guy's in his feels for real. That's where we've been fooled as a people, and and I guess I could get complex and I will for a second. We're okay. so used to uh, instant gratification. We're so used to. You click the button, you get the treat. You click the button, you get the treat. So we don't mm-hmm. really go into the hard part. And what you start to realize, the hard, the easy part is falling in love. The hard part is staying together. Like yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it, but it's once you get past, <laughs> once you get past this this really tough point, there's something beautiful on the opposite end. Like because you're sitting there you're fighting for your marriage you're fighting for your relationship and then you realize somewhere during the fighting that i have got to love this person 
or I would why am, why am I doing this and you realize that you do have an option you can leave it does exist and it might be uncomfortable but you are staying for a reason and I don't think in society we really have that anymore I think we're quicker to throw away that thing if it doesn't match up to what we think because what we're supposed to think romance is like doesn't really exist for a long period of time oh yeah it's not going to be all it's the honeymoon phase does not last forever i got bad news for you 20 somethings and for you teen somethings you guys probably aren't going to be together i'm sorry it's just that's just how well you know you and i talked the other day about um one of my daughters and you know she's 24 and she's been with her fiance since 10th grade and i didn't know they'd been together that long yeah yeah and um he was not a cute young boy Mm -hmm. um he was you know nerdy and skinny and you know like a lot of us went through a really awkward stage and um as he has has gotten older and matured and filled out and you know um he has become much more attractive which has in turn led to him getting attention from women that he never got before and that has caused problems in their relationship and um that's not you know the crux of it but there are lots of reasons that i don't think that they will make it long term um and that as a mother that really hurts me because i don't want my child to go through what i know she's what i know is coming you know yeah that's tough to to see because there's nothing you also know just from your own experience growing up that you can't do shit about it it's gonna Mm-mm. happen it's, a, it's, it's just gonna be this train that you as her and you know what on an instinctual level somewhere deep down she knows it too but it's that mm-hmm. stubbornness of not oh and we youth. we were talking about that too she is incredibly stubborn and the fact that i, I made a fatal mistake a few months ago um and i said to her um i had found out about something that he had done that i didn't approve of and i generally try to keep my mouth shut but this day there was a lot going on and i said he's immature he's irresponsible you don't need to put up with his shit get your stuff and come home Mm -hmm. and for my child that was tantamount to you know throwing down the gauntlet drawing a line in the sand and double dog daring her to make it work (laughs) you know she is gonna bend over backwards to prove me wrong she will stay with him longer now than she would have before because i said that yeah yeah that's just really that's really how it goes um with kids so where were you guys at in the reading i stepped away for a second oh i don't know <laughs> we got off. oh you know what pictures. i was gonna say I saw the pictures i've been pulling cards the whole time so, so if what you want to ask any questions about what i pulled for well you. i actually want to comment real quick about what you said about the self-love and the, the challenge mm-hmm. so when i got when when the ex-boyfriend reached out to me um mm-hmm. that time and I really got in, you know, I, I worked really hard on my self-love. I, I felt like a, a new person and um, that. And then I got divorced and I really felt good 
I was really taking care of myself, putting myself first, doing um, all the things that that I needed to do. And I met a guy um, and dated him for like a year, give it a little bit, a little longer than a year. Um, and he was, um, and I say this with no, um, you know, he was physically, he was way out of my league. I mean, the dude was hot, smoking hot, right? No um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he also thought the earth was flat. So, <laughs> you know, um, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I was still, it's just so funny because I was actually thinking of a conversation I had with your brother about this because your brother stopped by my house one day and um, the guy was in the house and uh, I, I was standing in the driveway talking to Darius and um, and he, the, the guy that I was seeing came outside and I introduced him and stuff and then the guy went back in the house and he kind of looked, your brother kind of looked at me funny, and I was like, dude, don't say anything. He's really, really, really hot. Um, you know, like, don't judge me. I was married for a long time. I'm having fun. Um, you know, I, I'm not marrying this guy. Really, it's the sex, okay? <laughs> Just let me have. And, and I remember him. I remember him laughing and being like, why is it? He's like, dude, I get it. He's like, it's the crazy girls that always are, you know, the hottest. So, you know, I understand yeah. you. Um, but it's so, like, it was never one of those. <laughs> it was never one of those things where, um, you know, I had no fantasy that I was going to marry this guy or anything like that. Um, mm. But I was content to go along with the status quo. Um, mm -hmm. But even though I wasn't going to marry him, I still expected him to be, you know, because he was like, you know, really laying it on thick and all this other crap. And then um, one day he and I are driving somewhere. My my phone rings and it's his ex-wife calling me um, to inform me that um, they're actually not divorced, that he has been trying to get back together with her. And the reason that she was looking for him was because some other woman that he was also seeing had called her looking for him. Um, and so he was, he was seeing me, he was seeing this other woman and he was seeing his ex-wife all at the same time. And, um, I was like, dude, take me home. Right. I was like, take me home. And so when we got back to the house, um, and of course he did his whole, you know, denial that's, you know, she's just trying to cause trouble and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I went in the, I went in my bedroom and, um, you know, he came over really frequently. And so he had a few things at my house and, um, I went in the bedroom and he like got his laptop and sat at the dining room table. Like everything was cool. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him. I was like, dude, get your shit and go. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, no, this is over. Get your shit. I don't ever want to see you again. And so for me, that was a lot of self-love because I was really going to miss the, the great sex. But I was not going to allow him to disrespect me. I was not going to, you know, do any of that. And so that was great. But here's the thing that I, I'm and I'm getting to my point with I, uh, what I wonder about the um yeah, about the breathing is because you said that I'm struggling with self-love now. I have always, 
always had this problem that when I fall in love, mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, I am not one of those girls that like uh, takes a slip in a puddle. I'm head first, deep in, you know, all the way, no life preserver, can't swim, nobody on the shore to pull me in, like, whoa, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, oh, man. And so, but what, and what I do is, what I do, it, it, and it's not that um, my boyfriend ever, like, encouraged this or in any way caused this, um, because I know a lot of men do, but it, this is all my own doing. I get so wrapped up in him, and I skip out on stuff with my friends, and I don't with yourself as well yeah yeah i don't and i skip out on myself because i get so caught up in the guy and the the new relationship and the everything and i always put him first um and i blame my mama for that because that's how that was the example that she did with my dad and it's a lot of it is so, is subconscious. I do it without even realizing so that I, I do it. Can I tell you something? You know what? Oh, I'll go ahead. Because I have four cards for you. So that's when coming from a household that's married actually mm-hmm. is a disadvantage towards you. Because I came out with the same thing. I saw how mm-hmm. my dad treated my mom. So I walked my happy ass in the real world trying to replicate that. Well, mm-hmm. the women that I was running into didn't appreciate they came from damaged households so they had never seen anything like that and then because i came from a patriarchal household as well where the guy was running the show i met resistance Mm -hmm. every step of the way they weren't used to somebody being just nice to them but they also weren't used to somebody knowing how to run and navigate the show and so i came into the dating world woefully unprepared for what i was about to face over the next 20 something odd years. Well, but I'm going to tell you something from, from, from a woman's point of view and, and because my dad totally ran the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he also was pretty competent mm-hmm. to do so, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he wasn't perfect by any means, but, but he was pretty confident, competent in, in running the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then me being the person that I am mm-hmm. with the combination of, the tendency to act like my mother, even though I despised her um, submissiveness in a way, I guess you'd call it. Um, And what I realized was, and especially with my ex-husband, is I want a man who is smart enough and strong enough to lead the household. Okay. Um, But the problem I had with my ex was he... So, okay, this sounds really um, ass, like I'm a really conceited asshole, but I I don't mean it this way. You've known me long enough. I hope you know that. I was way smarter than him, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a better job, so I made more money. And I didn't have never cared about the money, right? That was never a problem with me. Um, But I had a problem with the fact that he didn't manage his money. That he expected me, I was, you know, at, at, at work, I had to run a whole department and um, 
meet expectations and goals and all that stuff. And I was in school and, you know, I was always the straight A student because um, I, I got my bachelor's and my master's both while working full time. And then I had to come home to a house and four kids and I had to be the man there too, you know, mm-hmm. and everything was always on me. Mm-hmm. It was so bad to the point where I had to finally tell him that, look, on your payday, um, you you give me X dollars mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it in my account. And um, we did not have a joint account because he couldn't be trusted to handle the money properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made sure that all the bills were paid mm-hmm. and I, I took care of everything. Mm-hmm. And when you do that for 15, more than 15 years, mm-hmm. the weight, the pressure, mm-hmm. you I never got a chance to relax. Right. And that's one of the things that I um, love and adore and appreciate about my current relationship is um, he's nine years younger than me, mm-hmm. but he's mature. He yeah. is very smart, mm-hmm. um, and he has no problem with being the man and leading and taking charge of things. But even in the face of all that, he values my opinion. He asks me what I think about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't belittle me or make a thing about it. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. And can you check your um your Facebook messages so you can see this picture? I oh, yeah. pulled some cards for you while you were talking, and it actually makes sense. And I'll explain a little bit. Okay, go ahead. All right. So you had the um. I started off with all the cards that are on the left, the Four of Pentacles, the Strength card, and the Page of Wands. Mm-hmm. And then something told me to just go ahead and split it, <laughs> split the deck that the rest of the deck I had. And what you were saying actually makes perfect sense because you would be seen as that Four of Pentacles. You see how, um, like looking at the picture, you see like she's beautiful. She's over there touching um, like the fruit coming off all the green around her. That would be. Okay, no, wait. This is the one all the way. The one that says fear. Oh no, the one all the way at the bottom. <laughs> I've been sending pictures the whole time. Okay, I think I'm on the wrong picture. Let me scoot over. The one that says so love we, in the middle. Uh no, it's gonna be the last one. Okay, the last picture. All right, let me scoot over. Oh these okay. Are my, these are my tarot cards. So okay. um, okay. you got the four of pinnacles, and as you see, like the woman, she looks very beautiful. Um, I. The, uh, <laughs> Academia, that's what she is, but you see she's beautiful, she's very abundant. All that green and the fruit means that she's very abundant. I I would see that as you because of what you were saying as far as um you had you were working, you had school, you had all your ducks in a row as far as what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. But you gave yourself to the emperor. The emperor would be like a male energy. Um anytime like you said, when you fall in love. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, it, my my phone rang. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you would give yourself to whoever you at first saw was that emperor, and you weren't going to do much for yourself. That's why you see the eight of swords at the uh, right under the emperor, and that's in okay. reverse. Um, the eight of swords. What that means? It looks like a very beautiful card in my deck, but what, <laughs> what it actually means. Is that um, it's a card of like feeling trapped or limited. Um, really? Yeah. 
yeah, you can have helpless thoughts, limiting beliefs, or a victim mentality, excuses. Mm -hmm. Not you. Right. <laughs> Not you, but like, it's falling right under the emperor. Which means mm -hmm. like, that person shouldn't have had that type of pull on you. Right. Like, right. like, when you turn that card into reverse, it means like, you needed to free yourself from that. You needed to find a solution and reclaim your personal power. And then okay. to the left, then to the left of that, you see the strength card. You said you like a man that's strong. <laughs> you want a man that's actually going to be able to do what he says he's going to do and follow through with taking care of responsibilities as well. So like it was right, and that's following under the four pinnacles. Mm -hmm. So that's where your strength needed to be at to go ahead and turn around that eight of swords or get out okay. of that energy. And um, at the end of like what you were saying, I pulled these last two cards, which is the Page of Wands and the Magician. Uh -huh. And for me, this is all you. Like, I know I said like the Emperor was um, right above the Eight of Swords, and then the Four of Pentacles is right under. Uh, sorry, is on top of the Strength card. But right. these two at the bottom, the Page of Wands and the Magician, that is all you. Uh, wands energy, as you can see, it says a Necromancer. And it looks like kind of like um, a man like putting light onto a skull, onto a skeleton. Mm -hmm. Really, what that what that represents, and you see the lightning in the background. What that represents is like divine, divine, or like just your um, your subconscious telling you and giving you these ideas that you're actually you're actually the one that controls that. You had to reclaim that personal power instead of giving your power to that emperor. And also, you have the magician card, which is one of the one of the best um arcana uh, major arcana cards where mm -hmm. you're pretty much you're working with the divine just to create your whole entire life but you had to really realize that you had the strength to kind of like over not overthrow the emperor but to to find out like okay this person this other person isn't going to give me everything that i need he, he, even though i love him all that stuff He's not going to give me everything that I need. And I'm seeing that clearly. <laughs> the communication was clear because it's eight of swords. Swords is like fire energy. So, like, mm -hmm. you were able to see it clearly, like you said. But you had to pull that strength back into yourself so you can see yourself as, like, the necromancer or the page of wands and the magician to be able to control your life in that way. Hmm. <clears throat> so what does it say about my current situation and and where I'm heading. Uh, I can go ahead and pull that. <laughs> I'm eating. It's pretty good. So, um, you want to know like where you're heading now? Like in regards mm -hmm. to what you got, you got to be a little more specific with spirit, otherwise you can go. <laughs> okay, well since we've been out, okay, since, so since we've been out relationships, let's care, let's let's wrap that up. Um, okay. But then I also am curious about, um, like, my health and, and my career. Okay. So we'll start with um, your relationship. Cards are already falling out. <laughs> so I'm shuffling. All right, so the first card that came out was um, Ace of Pentacles. Uh, the eight, uh, Pentacles energy, what that is, if you don't know, um, it's all earthbound energy. Like, it's anything dealing with physical things you can touch, you can see, you can feel, money. Um, and the ace of that is, like, the first card of the Pinnacle uh, Suite. So, um, the ace of Pinnacles, 
what that's going to mean for you um, in your current situation regarding love is that it's, it's kind of fresh for you. It's kind of what? It's kind of fresh. Uh, how, yeah, how we've been you? we've been living together three years. Three years? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got, but how long have you guys been dating? Um, we dated for about seven months before we moved in together. Okay. Yeah, because well, okay, so when we moved in together, it wasn't like it, it, there's like this whole backstory, um, but it wasn't like a conscious decision to move in together. Um, it was just like some some different circumstances, and it just kind of happened. Okay. But it wasn't like, oh hey, I'm I'm madly in love with you. Let's try living together. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it just like I said, it just kind of happened. Okay, because like with my Ace of Pentacles, I'll send you pictures of these cards. Um, the Ace of Pentacles, it looks like a brand new tree with flowers coming from it, but like the roots, uh-huh. are, the roots are still starting. But like everything seems good. I'm actually looking at the whole. I just did a five card um, pyramid spread, mm-hmm. and um, based on your love life, like you're actually looking very good in this relationship. Really? Uh, like, really? You're looking good in this relationship. Yeah, like you have the Queen of Pentacles energy. Uh huh. And I mean, that's a, this is the one, I'll say in the picture of this as well, but this is a woman with that's a full blown tree. Like her, her body is the whole entire trunk. Her head is like right in the middle of two branches that reach out like her arms. And she's uh-huh. a full blown tree with really solid roots. And then you have the star card right next to you. But I will say, like before even getting up to the Queen of Pentacles and the star, there was, there is a Five of Cups energy. And um, what Five of Cups stands for is your emotions. Um, you're going to feel, like, right now you might even feel like this, like, things are maybe going a little chaotic around you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's see. Yeah, because in the picture, it's a mermaid. But the thing is, she's sitting on a solid rock. And there's, like, she has some crustaceans and everything on the rock. But the water around her is super turbulent. Like, it's all crashing all around her. But she's looking very relaxed. Huh. And there's a huh. boat. There's a boat in the background, which means like travel or um, just like kind of like of a distant uh, something that's very distant, that's far away from you. But wait, but it could be. You said it could. So this. So this. This card that you're talking about. You said there's mm-hmm. a boat, which can mean travel, um, but it's also got something to do with my love life, right? Yeah, this is all about like your emotions and your love life. Like, so, okay, like, well, so, so we, um, I'm turning fifty, um, in October, and okay. he and I are supposed to be going to, uh, Puerto Rico for a week, okay. um, for my birthday, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and we literally had, um, my daughter was over today, and I told her, I said, oh, I booked us a catamaran tour. Um, to go out to a deserted island, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting on a catamaran. So, <laughs> like, this was just a couple hours ago. So that's, like, yeah. really funny to me that this boat in the turbulent waters, yeah. is, you know. <laughs> the thing is also, like, next to that, you have the justice card. So, like, you telling me that, and it has uh, a man. What what the justice card is actually Libra. So this is your energy full out. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> full out your energy right here. Um, with the number eight, and it's eight thirty-one here. Uh-huh. But um, oh, uh, it has a, has a woman, a Valkyrie, and she has her wings, and she's looking over a man, and the man has a arrow stuck through him. 
she's sitting there. They're both like at the top of a mountain, like the sky. You can see the sky and everything. But the man, uh-huh. he has a helmet on, but he's stabbed by a um, arrow. But the woman, the Valkyrie, which I said is your energy for uh-huh. justice. I have a feeling you might be able to get him to to get on it. <laughs> I'm having a feeling you might because she, what she's doing, she's like sprinkling something on this guy that has an arrow like in his heart. Uh-huh. So, like he may feel kind of de- defeated right now about like you saying like, oh, I, I booked it, and he's like, I'm not going. You're gonna sprinkle your magic. You'll be able to get him to go. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing. I love getting my way. Yeah, just, I mean, keep your confidence. That's really all you have to do because, like, you have star energy. Um, the star energy okay. in my deck is um, the Tooth Fairy, and that's also the oh. number 80. So you have the okay. Justice card at the number 8, and then you have um, the star card that has the number 80 on it. Uh-huh. And uh, the star card is actually Aquarius energy, so it's really watery. It's very go-with-the-flow. So I-, I have a feeling you might have to just tell him, like, come on, let's just go. You go with the flow with it. Okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get on this and you're going to be good. Because at the top of the whole entire reading, I have the Ace of Swords. Ace of Swords, like I said, that's very fast moving energy. That's a yes card. Just go ahead and do it. (laughs) See, and that's for a lot of things in my life for many, many years. That's just, I just like, it's, it's never like, why would I do something? It's more like, why not? Exactly. And you should go about your life really like that. I mean, Use your discernment, <laughs> but for like anything that might be troublesome to you, but like definitely like for experiences, do it. Life experiences, that's what our souls want to do. They want to experience everything that the world has to offer. We've created so many things as humans. Why wouldn't our soul want to be like, I want to try that? It's our birthright. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That, um, oh, yeah. Let me send, send you a picture and we'll put it all put together for the end of <clears throat> so just fair warning we're at the what's that one hour and 41 minute mark sometimes this thing will shut off on me at the two hour mark but it's cool i'll just start it back up if y'all are still with it okay um so is he gonna um capitulate and marry me or i just need to go on and and, and accept this as it is which is okay Ooh, I'm okay with it as it is. Because I haven't, like, like I said, you're I, like, the third reading for, no, sorry, the third reading for somebody outside of my family. That I've done. <laughs> oh, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just, I just figured out, you know, since we're doing all this. Shoot the shot. Yeah, I got you. Let me, let me see sport. Let me tap into that. All right, all right. While he does that, I will tell people, you know, with anything, it's always best to just accept the situation for what it is and determine if that's something that you can deal with. No, I mean, I mean not even just in this situation. No, absolutely. In every situation, you should, like, if you're upset about something, determine, like, is this job for me? Do I really need to stay or should I quit? Right. Like, you have to be honest with yourself about situations. See, and that's the thing about this situation is, even though I really am a traditional person, I'm absolutely okay if we stay like we are. Yeah. As long as he, um, as long as he makes that commitment, you know, hey, mm-hmm. it's me and you to the end. We're going to be monogamous. It's us. Mm-hmm. I don't need a piece of paper. Right. I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, oh. since I'm sprinkling magic and stuff. 
Oh, you definitely are on him. That's what it's showing. But like, please know that like the readings, it is all based off of what you resonate with. I cannot tell you anything that you don't already know or feel intuitively. So like, mm -hmm. if something I'm saying does not resonate with you, you can ask for a clarifier. You can ask me to um to pull something like oracle card on it to just get a real message, uh, a true message for you. So that okay. you can figure okay. out if that if that actually resonates. So. It isn't the cards don't tell you what to do with your life or how you should go about really moving into your life. They will guide you or give you like kind of like the steps. It's really like a story. Okay. Um, tarot is really like a story. Oracle cards are really like a story to where like you look. I'm looking at these images and I'm putting the I'm putting the story together myself. And it's through my it's through spirit and it's in tune for you. But you have to. You have to be able to discern what you really want to take and what you don't want. Right, okay? right, right. Let's make sure that's clear. All right, so let me um, I shuffle the cards. So you said you want to know if he's going to marry you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I said no pressure. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> Um, the first card I pulled was the sun. Uh, the sun is, besides the world, the sun is like one of the best major arcana cards. Is actually like it's like the second major, second best major arcana card you can get. Um, the number is one hundred. So that's the first card I pulled. I'm gonna pull some clarifies just to see if, I, if we're going in the right direction. And the sun is a phoenix, so it's known as like the ashes, everything like that. It may it may be something unexpected for you. Uh, not for me. It's unexpected for him because he said he wasn't ever doing that again. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. You got you have you have the magic in yourself. If That's right. I'm sprinkling. I'm sprinkling that fairy dust on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, like if, if you do, if you do like. Hey, you know you done fucked up, right? You know you done fucked up telling me I'm I got the magic fairy dust. Oh, it's on now. <laughs> yeah, and then you have you do have four of wands energy. The four of wands is all celebration. It's a fairy that pretty much brings that pretty much brings like any wishes to fulfillment. <laughs> and that is. That's sorry. That's the fourth card that you have. So I mm -hmm. mean, it's looking mm -hmm. very protected in the fourth position, and then have to have four of wands. Um, that's that's very good energy. Um, I will say that your other two card, the second and the third card, do. It, it seems like it really works with your. It's your water energy, and the four of cups and the moon. That just that kind of takes me back to what you were saying about giving yourself mm -hmm. you don't you still don't you want to make sure that even though you have the sun here and you have the four of wands in between that you want to make sure that you don't go back to how you were before like mm. thinking that that other person is the emperor and giving your power away so like make sure you're still standing up for yourself and from there as long as you're you're true to yourself in that Mm -hmm. Then you can have that four of wands. You can have that sun. You have the knight of swords. And the last card I'm pulling is the ace of swords again. 
that's another very positive reading for it. You just want to be sure of these the second and third cards. Now go ahead and send a picture of those. Yay! So it's all in you though. That magic is all in you. So you have to actually work that. I like having the magic. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> is any of that resonating with you at all? All of it. Yeah. Could do it, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm sending a picture of that of that spread as well. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the Ace of the Ace of again. So like you're you're really in some positive energy with him, and hmm. like, the relationship is going. This trip that you guys are planning, like it seems like the energy is very positive. I don't see anything negative. You just have to make sure like you keep your yeah, you just make sure you keep your... Don't lose your, myself. Yeah, keep your Empress energy. I think when I was actually feeling earlier, the Empress kept popping out like twice. Uh, now I have the Queen of Pentacles, so... Like, you, you have really good positive energy around Yay! Just don't take take too much. Don't burden yourself with too much. And make sure everything's staying reciprocated. Gotcha. But that's what I'm getting for you. Okay. Do you have any other questions? Oh, not about that. Um, just like the basic trajectories for my health and my career. Okay. I'm actually going to do oracle cards for that because it's just going to be a direct message for you. I'll use my favorite deck. My favorite one is this... Um, this is deck called uh, Queen of the Moon. I'm ruled. I'm ruled by Cancer, so mm-hmm. I have like I'm ruled by Cancer three times in a stellium. So I had like three planets lined up in uh, Cancer when I was born. So I really like the Moon energy. Cancer is ruled by the Moon. Uh, cancer is ruled by the Moon. So you said your career. Mm-hmm. Quick question. When's the last mm-hmm. time you drank some water? <laughs> about an hour ago, maybe? Okay. Maybe it's just talking about me. That one that card wasn't for you. <laughs> no, I'll be um, okay. okay. It's a card that says nourishment. <laughs> that pop, that was like popping out. It's probably me. I needed to drink some water. <laughs> oh, I have a horrible diet, so maybe it was for me. Ah, okay. So, like, nourishment was definitely one. Actually, you know what? That may have been for you. Because um, at the bottom of the deck, I have change. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My phone, is, my phone is at 23%. The car, the number on this card is 35. So, when I'm, I do numerology as well. I'm very into my okay. numbers. So, um, the three and the five, five is the number of change. So, I would definitely say you probably need to change that a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right, back to your career. All right, spirit. I got some water. <laughs> All right, yeah. Much, yeah. much better. Where did y'all leave off? So maybe it was you too. <laughs> yeah, man, I was, I was pretty thirsty. Oh, she left too? 
No, I'm here. I'm I'm actually walking through Academy right now. I'm looking for some for a spigot thing for the margarita machine. Okay. I think that's what I like best about this app is you pretty much can do a podcast from anywhere. And uh, yeah, be, mm-hmm. I got I got my I got my thing set up in the garage, and so I guess I really could just send you guys a picture of it. It's like a mixture of my. Ugh, it's a, it's a, it looks like my brain. It's a mixture mm-hmm. of my art supplies because I usually paint here too, on my weight bench because that's usually where I <coughs> sit. Yeah, so yeah, that's what my work area looks like. Oh, you just sent a picture of it? Yeah, just sent it to the group. If for anybody's not looking, it just looks like a little chaotic scene, like. You say chaotic scene? <laughs> it it, it kind of does. If you especially if you would like to really look at my uh, garage. Because, like, when I paint, I generally paint multiple. Like, right now, I'm working on four, four or five, six different paintings that I've done today. And I just mm-hmm. kind of alternate between them. And I've been pretty much working on them on and off all day. Like, the pictures I sent you guys are all ones that I've done today. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually really good. But, like, you, like, the way that your workflow is, that where you start something and then you kind of, like, you start other things at the same time. Because, like, I kind of do that with my music as well mm-hmm. to where I can't, like, if I do, yeah, if I start on a track and then I'm not, like, I'll be feeling it the whole entire way, but if I fin- I feel like I finished that track, I more than likely haven't finished the track and I have to mm-hmm. go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a constant rotation because what will I end up doing, like, say I have, I'm on a painting and there's excessive paint on the thing and I'm like, oh, this paint could use some of that color. And so one thought feeds into the next thought into the next thought and i know the same thing is with production you hear a sound while you're playing with one beat and like well that sound doesn't fit this beat then you go back to an old beat drop it in there you're like ah oh, this fits perfectly exactly. yeah i it's a it's a that's why i try to let people i'm starting to realize no that's why it's better not to always wait for inspiration to hit it's better just to <laughs> jump in there because if you wait for the perfect moment i used to do that when i rapped you cause yourself anxiety and stress because you think everything has to be just master piece. No, just jump in there and do some mm-hmm. shit. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, that's how most creators actually have to create, like artists especially. They just go in and they start mumbling, mm-hmm. like whatever, especially <laughs> the singer. They have to mumble kind of what rhythm or what notes they want to hit. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they may listen to that. They may like do a whole entire studio session for two or three hours. And all they have is mumble. <laughs> they have a song recorded with just mumble yeah. and then they'll go back listen to that over and over again and then come back and go all right i have words now i have mm-hmm. words written and then they have to now experiment with that yeah so you just sent out a group of cards growth faith and focus is that correct yep so what that is a very clear message for for um her career okay so uh, what do you do i am a manager in a law firm that I used to work at many moons ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, cool. do you see yourself growing or changing anything in there? So the job that I'm at now, I've been doing it for 21 years. Mm-hmm. I can do it in my sleep and I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And they pay me decently, and I only have to work hard about two months a year. Mm. The rest of the time is um, 
in at nine, out at four, um, just kind of do my thing. So I can stay there and be very comfortable and retire there. Mm -hmm. But a friend of mine has a law firm that she is, um, I'm actually doing a little bit of work for her on the side, but there's the potential for it to really, really take off. And she has said several times that if it takes off, she wants me to quit and come to work for her. And that's very scary for me. Um, but it also has the potential to really turn into something. So, you know. But well, what I'm picking up from the cards is, and from what you told me, it's like you have growth in whichever way that you want to go. Like if you want to sit there and grow, because uh, mm -hmm. the numbers that, that add up on the cards are five, four, and five. So okay. if, you, if you want to change, like I said, num the five is the number of change. If you want to change, you can do that. You just have to focus on it. Yeah, you have. You I don't have know. If, I don't know if I want to change. Just being honest. Why work hard um, for the same amount of money? You know. Yeah. Are you comfortable? <laughs> this is my fiance. Yeah, oh, I was like, hey. Look at that. <laughs> oh, I'm very yeah, just comfortable. Just I'm very cooking. comfortable. Okay, sweet. And that's the thing is, like I said, I, I'm really good at my job. I like my job, but um, there is a guy who has been there a couple years longer than me, mm -hmm. who is a snake in the grass, dirty, cheating, um, like takes kickbacks, sleeps with the employees, like he's a scumbag, mm -hmm. and he has his head up. No, I'm not. Uh, paralegal, technically. Paralegal. Um, right. Um, and he has his head so far up the boss's ass that as long as that boss stays there, that guy will be, um, he will always get all the promotions. He'll get everything, all the credit, um, even when he doesn't deserve it. But if something were to happen where the boss left and everybody else hates him. And so if the guy that is in charge goes away, good chance this guy goes away too and whoever takes over i am very well respected by everybody else mm -hmm. so you know if that change happens then i could have lots of growth there if that change doesn't happen then i'll never i'll i will be in the same office you know till i retire because like what i'm seeing is like because you have that five four five um like combination i would definitely say you you have the choice Mm -hmm. You have this, and it's really whatever you have the most faith in, mm -hmm. and huh. that you feel that you can focus on. Because once you focus on it, because faith mm -hmm. is like slap dab in the middle, so it's ultimately what you put your faith in. Okay. She she reads tarot as well. <laughs> nice. She has her own decks and everything, so she she can. She can <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Like, you, you really have your options out there. Because, okay, um, okay. Like I said, it's whatever you have faith in, or whatever you focus the most on. Either way, I don't see anything going bad. And, um, I'll do, I'll do a full
This is turning out to be a really interesting podcast. As of right now, we are at the one hour and one hour fifty nine minutes and thirty three second mark. So for anybody out there that's listening, it might go off. I might go to the bathroom. I might come <laughs> back. I don't know. There's a whole lot of mites in there because as y'all know you know i do what i want how i want to do it even though i'm really liking this conversation right now so there's a high chance i'm great i'm looking for a replacement one of these do you still just oh, spout it moved past the two hour mark y'all so we're all right oh and it didn't cut off it didn't cut off i don't know if it's still recording, oh, yeah. but it's all good man it's still living out there in the ether this is really a <laughs> uh, pretty good reading man hold on that they just Oh, is it going? Then I have this one is a little too long, and I have this stuff. So okay, right. thank you. Okay. Do you have one that has the like spigot thing oh, at the top? No, just the plug-in Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so they did just send me a message. They're about to cut me off in thirty seconds. I don't know <laughs> if I have the option to bring it back. I will say that this has been a great conversation. Um. It's definitely something I want to do again. Heck yeah. yeah. Hopefully next time I'll be available to um, talk with you guys as well a little bit more. Oh, man, you just tell me when y'all y'all get together, let me know when your availability is, and we can make it happen, man. Oh, man, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. And, I mean, like I said, I'm not done talking. I can fire this thing back up if it lets me if y'all are game. I mean, I'm not doing anything but watching the rain, really. If y'all have any other obligations, it's cool. I can go. No, I mean, What's I'm that? good. Get the, get the kid ready for bed. So. Yeah, we're about to eat. Yeah, go, live day, man. go live that But um, I did want to tell yeah. uh, before before uh, we get off, before mm-hmm. we get cut off. Yeah. Um, I pulled the tarot cards on top of the uh, the oracle cards I I gave you. Mm-hmm. I showed mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And um, you have some seven of cups energy. And some judgment energy. 